Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hi, welcome to the Great Women in Compliance Podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. We are sponsored by Corporate Compliance Insights. One objective for Mary Shirley and I is to have women from all over the world speak about their experience in various compliance areas. I'm Lisa Fine, and today I'm speaking with Anastasia Savativa. Anastasia's compliance experience up until now has been in compliance roles in Paris, and she is about to embark in a new opportunity in Luxembourg. Until earlier this year, she was anti-financial crime and AML officer for Deutsche Bank France and was in the compliance and risk management department with KPMG before that. As most people know, Deutsche Bank has had some public, public compliance office compliance issues over the past years, and also France can be a challenging place to be a compliance officer. I'm really looking forward to hearing about Anastasia's experiences and background, and thank you, Anastasia, for, for being here. You were born in the Ukraine and grew up in Russia, correct? Uh, can you talk about how your younger life brought you to Paris and then to compliance? Sure, Lisa. Um, thank you. Um, that's correct. Uh, I'm a globe trotter. <laughs> I moved to Moscow at the age of five and stayed in this beautiful city until the age of 18 when I decided to pursue my studies of applied foreign languages in Paris. And you will certainly ask me why France. Um, well, at that time, it was the, the only country that offered a course that met my aspirations. Um, and I really wanted to practice my French and it was finally a perfect destination. I got my bachelor's degree in applied foreign languages and then decided to make a 180 degree turn and to get my master's degree in finance, wealth management and private banking. And that's where I stumbled across compliance and it was an instant crush and a love at first sight. When I was a child, I wanted to become a, an archaeologist and then much later I discovered that I was quite good in law. And to my mind, compliance officers um, and, you know, the compliance profession combines this legal component and the main feature of archaeology, digging. Finally, this combination of things I have always been keen on is also something that helps me with my objective. Change the status quo, the anti-financial crime efforts, improve it for all mankind, as you say it in the United States. During my master's studies, I served my apprenticeship uh, at Societe Generale Private Banking headquarters um, as a creating compliance officer that actually confirmed my desire to continue my career in compliance. I obtained my master's degree and got an offer from a small Parisian investment company as a creating compliance analyst. Um, a year after, as you said, I was hired by KPMG as a risk compliance officer and then two years later by Deutsche Bank um, as an anti-financial crime AML officer. That's great. And as you talk about doing AML work and you get to look at it as solving a puzzle or digging or doing the right thing, um, I'm gonna mention, you, when, when you and I have talked, you've also talked about different uh, characters in literature and movies. Um, so I was just gonna ask you about um, some of these different roles that you found yourself in over the years in different um, organizations or experiences. So one week ago, you were James Bond. So what was happening there? <laughs> well, um, let's say 
uh, I needed to uh, to collect information um, on several suspicious transactions and on the on the clients. Um, and it happened that I was the only person speaking um, Russian and English and French and you know in Spanish and all these languages. And I need, needed to actually collect this information and you know to to cross all the all the data i had to actually come to a conclusion whether i had to file a sar or to you know to continue my investigation or even i know even exit exit the client so it was felt kind of a james bond i was i was running <laughs> everywhere um talking to to uh, to several departments in several countries uh, the only thing i was missing was you know kind of smr into to, to you know to to be to be able to to go to to another country absolutely i mean it's it's sort of like you either need to talk to m or q who or whoever is around these days um, and then sometimes you're in the new world you're uh, you're christopher columbus or some other um, explorer Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, kind of when you, when you discover new regulations, well, you know they they will be coming. You know, this was the case for the for the five M MLD, um, and you may know that France was a bit late um, with the implementation in the in the national law, um, and we we didn't know where the the works were. We didn't know whether there will be uh, there will be any. Um, you know, any order from the government or any any um, any uh, decree from the government? Uh, we didn't know when when it would be published, and it was kind of suspense. Um, and then on the uh, February twelfth, we discovered it, um, and we, we we started you know uh, from scratch. We we didn't know how how actually. Um, our government uh, would would transpose this this directive into the national law, and it was kind of um, sometimes challenging to understand um, how exactly we we would need to um, to apply these new requirements um, within our own policies and procedures. Yeah. So yes, I felt kind of Marco Polo, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And then what about when you're a, a Mad Hatter? In tra- your training, I think that's something we all relate to. Well, yes, Mad Hair is my was my favorite character. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, I'm, I feel like this almost every every time I, I do my trainings. Um, actually, this this you know, it's kind of a, a difficult uh, task to um, to make this 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 profession and and the uh, you know the material interesting to people who are or not actually, uh, let's say, primary concern. This is not their. Not, it's not their primary concern to, you know, to to fight against against the financial crimes. Certainly, the the business teams are the the first line of defense. But their, let's say, primary concern is their business, um, and it's quite difficult to 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 um, to get the the you know the message. Received uh, in in their heads that um, that's it's important and to you know, to to explain all the all the small um, all the small tricks uh, and you know the the small the small details of of, yeah. of of sanctions regimes and this kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk. You you have a facility in a lot of languages. That's a whole other language that you need to learn. 
um, yeah. or work with Absolutely. because they're going to speak it their own way. And I mean, I think about that and talk about that a lot as well. Um, and, and, you know, some days you might be, a, you know, somewhere from, uh, you know, Harry Potter or Hermione Granger, you know, solving some of the different issues, figuring out how yes, to do that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you know, when you, when you have already been James Bond and Christopher Columbus and met her, then finally you come to, to a stage or to a phase where you understand that you have collected all the information, you have trained people, um, you have discovered and applied new regulations, and finally now you can just... Um, take your magic wand and, you know, to solve all the problems your company has and because people are trained and the, 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 all, the, all the steps to, to ensure compliance are actually um, have been taken and, and uh, all, all, all is in place. And here I feel like Harry Potter, yeah, you kind of got my philosopher's stone. Yep. And then last but not least, next thing you'll do is you're becoming an Avenger and in honor of the high grossing movie that had a woman. So you will be Captain Marvel. So what are you, what are you doing tomorrow in that role? Well, in this role, I think um, that that's the role that actually uh, requires uh, productivity and, um, and requires actually being someone who is not just here to know, to, to, to tick the boxes um, and to, to do what is, what is required, but going beyond these expectations and um, the, having this, the, the idea of doing the right thing ultimately. Yeah. Well, thank you. This is great on the topic. Now we're going to move from your many different roles to where you're, where you're living up until now in France. It can be a very challenging place at times for those outside France. Um, you know, one personal example was I was implementing a hotline as part of a French acquisition but it was hard to talk to the team about how to make their edits in English um, to the mainframe, not to the language of it, or to because you know basically everything in France needs to be in French, which is understandable. My challenge was trying to explain that the provider needed the English to be able to have it work with the company program as a whole, and it just it, it highlighted the cultural issue to me. So, can you talk a little bit about that from your experience? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I guess, you know, the French attitude towards everything British or, um, let's say, Anglo-Saxon uh, comes from their historical legacy and confrontation with the Saxon world. Um, but I, I still perfectly understand your, your, your issues and um, I, have, I, have the, I have the same. Um, the point is related to the skills. For example, being direct and speaking openly on concerns is not always welcome. There would depend on the company or the people you deal with. Um, especially in compliance. I agree with people who say that France is a challenging environment. First of all, local laws, regulations, um, any other piece of legislation, basically any guidance, are published only in French, contrary to say, the Netherlands, um, Switzerland, Germany, or Luxembourg, where it's possible to get a job in compliance uh, without any working knowledge of the local languages. The attitude towards the soft skills uh, impacts the whistleblowing culture. For instance, it's not yet as mature as, uh, as in the United States or the UK, or even in other European countries such as Italy. 
though it's also partially due to the historical legacy, I think, um, related to the World War II, when people reported their neighbors' acts and, and behavior to the Nazi. Um, box ticking still exists, uh, sometimes grasping the whole sense of compliance as a global tool to prevent and fight financial crime is not always there. But to sum up, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, and this means there's room for progress, and it's always positive and fascinating. Yeah. And another, you know, part of your experience now is about Deutsche Bank. It has been in the news, and you were there during a very high-profile period of time. Um, while there are things that obviously you can't discuss, um, can you talk about it what, it, what it's like to be in a compliance group at a time where you have such high profile and scrutiny and things going on? Sure. Well, um, it is an extremely challenging period. Uh, you're very, um, very exposed and you face constant scrutiny. You feel tension is in the air. Um, lots of work as well. Uh, and you give the best of yourself to fix everything, um, to help your company, to have constructive dialogue with all the stakeholders, internally, externally, um, locally, internationally. Um, and the most important thing here is to be able to support your colleagues, um, either in compliance, your teammates, but especially in the business teams. You optimize your time and the use of resources. And along with this, you keep close to your teammates because this is the moment when you actually understand more than ever you're in the same boat and you don't want it to become a Titanic. And that's a great cohesion moment between teams everywhere in the world. And there's something special about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, along with the old cliche, never waste a good crisis is because it's an opportunity to, you know, mm. help people learn from what just happened because there's an impact. There's something about you being part of the team that goes through these issues together. Um, yes. You know, anything like that. And, you know, you, you've lived through it. And when I use the word crisis, it can be anything from a day-to-day -day thing to a highly, you know, public thing. It depends on the com company and the place, but, you know, when you can use the awareness, but those of you who survive it together, it's always like maybe surviving the Titanic. Yes, so. you're absolutely right, Lisa. And one thing, I know that you're starting a new role, so there's not a, a lot to talk about it yet, but um, can you talk a little bit about where you're going and, you know, the next step in your career and what you're excited about? Yes, uh, so I will be moving to Luxembourg um, and will be starting my new role as a senior compliance officer uh, for a Swiss bank in Luxembourg. Um, that's more um, oversight and review role um, that is quite international. Um, and I've met my team, my new team, and it's quite international as well from various backgrounds. Um, and um, I understood that the environment is, um, is also challenging and I will be moving from, you know, corporate banking environment to more private banking and um, funds environment. So it will be quite a change for me as well. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it and um, I enjoy challenges and I think it's, it, you know, it, it helps you to keep your ear to the ground in compliance. Yeah, I think it, I think it's cool. And, and while we're taping this now, it is before Anastasia started. And I thank you so much, particularly because I know that you're in the midst of packing and about to move and to embark on this opportunity. Um, and before we close off, is there anything else that you'd like to add um, you know, before we end? Yes, I would like to um, wholeheartedly encourage people 
and especially women to embark on this adventure of being compliance officer. And I know this will never be an easy one. Um, and you will sometimes hear people say that you're entirely bonkers. Um, but I'll tell you a secret that I was told by Lewis Carroll, all the best people are. Yeah, well, Lewis Carroll I can t- is absolutely fabulous and one of your favorites. And I want to thank you for reaching out, being a part of the podcast community. And Anastasia, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and on behalf of Mary and me and the Compliance Podcast Network, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Lisa. The pleasure was mine. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.